You're listening to Singleness, Sex, and Dating with Perry Noble. You can connect with Perry and read more of his thoughts on relationships at perrynoble.com. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Singleness, Sex, and Dating with Perry Noble. Today, Perry will be answering more questions that you have sent through into his website. So this week, you can visit perrynoble.com forward slash ask to vote on which topics you want Perry to answer in his upcoming relationship book, which releases next fall. Yay! (laughs) So let's get started with some of these questions because they are awesome. Perry, our first question comes all the way from Finland. Heidi in Finland Hey, Heidi. Hey, Heidi. I'm a man. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Finland. She asks, why on earth are guys usually so extremely scared of relationships and commitment? Ooh. Hey, that's a great question. Um, In order to answer that, we got to go all the way back to Genesis 3. So Adam and Eve sinned. Um, Eve ate the fruit, gave it to Adam. The Bible says he was with her in verse 6. And then he ate it. And then God shows up and asks for the man. I mean, it distinctly says in Genesis 3, God said to the man, where are you? And the man said, well, you know, Adam said, well, I'm here. And then the first thing that Adam did was blame the entire thing on Eve. And so we see in Genesis 3 that men have a proclivity to kind of run from accepting responsibility. That theme is all through um, the Bible. In fact, the only man that truly embraced the responsibility placed upon him fully was Jesus. Wow. And that's why I think guys are so extremely scared of relationships and commitment is because it's easier for a man to run than it is to stay and fight. That's why the people in our society that we admire the most are the ones that are willing to fight through tough times. Wow. So that's what I would tell you, Heidi, is um, hang in there because eventually there will be a guy who's willing to show up and fight for your heart and you don't have to, you don't have to settle. That's great. And thanks for listening all the way from Finland, Heidi. That's awesome. Right. Heidi, I think Heidi's the only person I know in Finland. I don't know if I know any. Are they Finnish? Finnish? I think Finnish. so. I don't know any Finnish people <laughs> other than Heidi. The next question is from Jamal in Georgia, and he asks, is it okay to live with my significant other before marriage? Um, Jamal, man, I understand why you would ask the question. Uh, I've had a lot of people approach me and say, well, you know, we're going to move in together because of economical reasons. You know, we're going to save money, and it doesn't make sense to spend money on rent or whatever. And, man, I get it. But I would tell you, that 95% of the couples that are living together are having sex and the other 5% are lying about the fact that they're, and they're saying they're not having sex, but they are. And, and maybe you're not, Jamal. Maybe you are rock solid in your relationship with Jesus and maybe you are pursuing him and your significant other is pursuing him on a daily basis. But I would tell you that if you're living with them, you're placing yourself in a compromising position every single day and your job, Jamal, as the man, is to lead her away from sin, not lead her to sin. And so I would challenge you to, why not go ahead and get married? If, if it's the right relationship and you feel called to this, then I would say you need to get married. And if not, you need to move out. Don't pretend to be married. Don't pretend to be something when you're not, because um, if that's what you're doing now, then on down the road when you're having problems, You'll pretend that everything's okay when it's not. So Jamal, I, that that's what I would that's what I would encourage you to do. And I love that you just said, Pastor Peter. Mm. 
That's good. And I think just to add to that, so often in the church we talk about physical boundaries in a relationship, but mm. I think more important for a girl, it's actually I'm learning emotional boundaries and not becoming too emotionally bonded to someone yep. prematurely. And so I did a little bit of research and Deborah Felita. I don't know who she is, but she says this, and I thought it was great. So maybe it will help you, Samantha. She says, guard against premature emotional bonding that may never translate to marriage. Ooh. And I think for me, that speaks to guarding my heart and mind above anything else. Is that I need to guard against premature emotional bonding that might not translate to marriage. That's real good. Um, so if we can try and, you know, nail that and, and be good at that, then I think that's what guarding our heart and mind could mean. The last question is from Haley in South Carolina. And Haley asks... How do you find the perfect guy if you already have a child? How can you expect a man to step up and be a father figure if your child's father will not even be a father? Haley, great question. Um, the one thing I would tell you is to not compromise. Just because you have a child. First of all, your child's a gift, Haley. Your child is a gift from God. The Bible says children are a gift from the Lord. Um, sometimes we wish we could return them for just a little while, but nonetheless, they are a gift. <laughs> and so I would say embrace the fact that you have a gift. Mm. You don't need to date a man that will not see your child as a gift from God. And if that man does not see the child as a gift, if he says, well, I'm going to marry her and just kind of put up with a child, you run from that guy. Because there is a man out there yeah. that will view that child as a gift from God, and that's what you need to wait for. That's great. Perry, any final thoughts as we close out this episode? Yeah, I had one question for you, Stacey. So you're mm -hmm. dating. I am. How are you guarding your heart? Like, what are you going to tell the girls out there when they say, Stacey, how do you guard your heart? Oh, that's a good question. I that's think, why I ask it, Stacey. Yeah. I ask great questions. How sometimes. am I guarding my heart? I think practically um, having those not only physical boundaries, but definitely emotional boundaries and allowing people into my world who are asking the tough questions and who aren't willing to prob and probe when necessary, you know, yeah. like aren't willing to ask those questions, are, are willing rather to ask those questions and, and people that I'm transparent with, that's how I'm able to guard my heart because they're able to call things out in me and have that outer perspective that, you know, I might lose from being caught up with this great Southern guy. So what's the, what's the most fun date you've been on so far? Mm, we went to the mountains in North Carolina and went on a bit of a trek and looked at a waterfall and stumbled across a great little cafe. And no, we didn't kiss, although Josh Charles is making gestures like we did. <laughs> well, that's cool. So he, he took you to see a waterfall. Yeah. And then you stumbled upon a cafe. Yep. See, that he didn't take you to a movie. No, That's we, we haven't awesome. been to a movie yet. That's I'm so proud of yeah. him. I am so proud of him. Next time I see him, I'm going to give him a hug. All right. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the Singleness, Sex Don't and Dating podcast with Perry Noble. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next time as Perry continues to answer the questions that you've been asking. <laughs>